Welcome to the Green Up Possibilities podcast, empowering you with information about what is possible, improbable, and nearly impossible with money. Brought to you by Green Up Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. I'm Aaron Kirsch, Chief Client Advocacy Officer at Green Up Wealth Management. I'm Kyle Barclay, Vice President and Wealth Advisor at Green Up. On this podcast, we're going to answer the question Should you invest in cryptocurrency? Before we answer that question, Kyle, let's take a step back and start by defining exactly what cryptocurrency is. Well, Aaron, crypto is short for cryptography. What is cryptography? comes from the Greek word cryptos, meaning to hide. Cryptography is the enciphering and deciphering of messages and secret code. Bitcoin and all other cryptocurrencies use a system called blockchain. Think of it as a ledger to record every transaction between a buyer and a seller. And Kyle, how does it work? Well, every computer in the network has a copy of this ledger. So at least in theory, you can't go out and counterfeit your own cryptocurrency. You can't manufacture your own currency outside of this system. And then how do people exchange their digital cryptocurrency? Well, like a lot of things nowadays, it uses technology, and that's called a public-private key cryptography to transfer the ownership of those coins and to do so anonymously. That's cryptography. Now let's talk about the definition of currency. Currency is something such as coins or paper money that is in circulation and it's used as a medium of exchange. Aaron, in the past, you've described currency very well. Could you share that with our listeners? Sure. The best way, I think, to understand currency is to talk about why we humans created it in the first place. So if you go back to the beginning of humanity, we were hunter-gatherers. We lived in tribes. There were tribes of early humans, and they basically ate what they could kill or what they could collect. After the hunter-gatherer stage, we moved on to barter, and barter is just exchanging resources or services. The challenge with barter is, what if you have something to trade that the other person neither wants nor values. The solution was currency. And currency has gone through an evolution over the years. So about 8,000 to 11,000 years ago, humans traded cattle and other livestock as a form of currency. Then about 5,000 years ago, with the rise of agriculture, came barley money. And barley money is a little bit easier to trade than livestock because you can't carry cows in your pockets. Many years later, around the year 12,000 BCE, societies started using cowrie shells as currency. A couple hundred years later, we first saw the first metal money and coins. So currency is starting to look a little bit more like what we're used to today. Around the year 500 BCE was the beginning of modern coins, and they were stamped with various gods and emperors to mark their authenticity. The very first paper currency didn't come into existence until about the year 806 in China. Holy cow, Aaron. Uh, Pun totally intended there. But we've seen the evolution of literally cows to coins. And in today's terms, governments have their own money systems, own form of currency that functions 
based on the general acceptance of its value within an economy. It's a store of value used to trade in the future for goods and services. We've come a long ways indeed. That's right, Kyle. And the way we use currency is uniquely human. Our modern currency, money, when you think about it, it has no intrinsic value. There's this professor, Yuval Noah Harari, and he's the author of a best-selling book called Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. And what Professor Harari says is what makes humans uniquely different from all other animals, all other species on the planet, is that we can believe in fictions. Aaron, explain fictions. Well, think about this. Professor Harari talks about how chimps can trade an apple for a banana. Because think about it, both of those things have intrinsic value, their food. But chimps can only trade within their own tribe because of a trust issue. Humans can trade a banana for a dollar, which has no intrinsic value. We can do that within our own tribe. Kyle, you and I are part of the Green Up tribe. We're friends and colleagues. Would you trade with me a banana for a dollar? I would absolutely love to. And you can also, because we believe in these fictions, you can trade a dollar for a banana with a complete stranger, can't you? Indeed you can. And the reason why is we all believe, humans believe collectively in the value of the dollar, even though it has no intrinsic value. So currency has value because humans believe in the fiction, because we collectively agree that it has value. Kyle, I think we should talk next about the origins of cryptocurrency and talk about why it exists and the pros and the cons. Great, Aaron. In 2008, someone calling himself Satoshi Nakamoto posted a paper online called Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. The very next year, Bitcoin, the first cryptocurrency, came into existence. And Bitcoin has really taken off. Kyle, what makes cryptocurrency so attractive? Well, cryptocurrency or digital coins, they're really attractive to people because it's not a fiat currency. It's not controlled by the government. Transactions bypass the traditional financial institutions. It's digital and very difficult to counterfeit. So in theory, since it's not issued by a government that can print money, crypto may be a hedge against inflation. Kyle, explain how cryptocurrency can be a hedge against inflation. Well, gold has traditionally been a hedge against inflation because there's a finite amount of gold where governments can print money all day long and add to their money supply. Similarly, cryptocurrency could replace gold, which has traditionally been used as a hedge against inflation ever since we went off the gold standard. Bitcoin, like gold, has a finite amount of coins. Currently, there's about 18 and a half million bitcoins and the blockchain, the technology we talked about earlier, limits the total amount to 21 million bitcoins. Sounds great, right? Well, cryptocurrency isn't perfect. There are challenges. That's right, Kyle. Cryptocurrency isn't perfect. Let's talk about some of the issues with cryptocurrency. First of all, cryptocurrency has to be mined and it uses a lot of computing power and a lot of electricity, so that's not so great for the environment. 
Another issue is that the digital coins, they're stored in what's called a digital wallet and use that wallet to send and receive money. But because it's not like a traditional bank or a savings account, you don't get FDIC insurance. There's no FDIC guarantees. You could be potentially hacked. Some servers holding digital currency have been hacked in the past. Because digital wallets live on your computer, you have the potential to accidentally delete your wallet or discard it when you discard your computer. In fact, there's one expert who estimates that 4 million Bitcoin are permanently lost because the owners lost their private keys or died. And then there's the anonymity part of digital currency, which is great, except it allows for transactions and illegal activities. Criminals can get paid in Bitcoin and there's no trace. And I think the last big negative about cryptocurrency is it's really more speculation than currency. Kyle, you wouldn't go shopping for groceries with cryptocurrency at this period in time, would you? No, not at all. Bitcoin has been extremely volatile. Since July 2010, Bitcoin moved more than 5% in a day, 751 times. 10% in a day, 231 times. And get this, 20% in a day, 47 different times. Yeah, so it would be terrible to go to the grocery store and buy a carton of milk and it's $4 one day and $3.50 the next day and $6 the next. That's just not a very stable way of buying your gallon of milk. Not at all. Another issue with cryptocurrency that I wanted to mention, Kyle, is that there's regulation risk. Yeah, let me elaborate. So China's cracked down on cryptocurrency a lot this year. Primarily because it's been involved in a lot of criminal activity and because China's central bank has been developing its own digital currency since uh, about 2014. China sees cryptocurrency as a competition that it wants to eliminate. So as far as being a hedge against inflation or an alternative to gold, it hasn't really been the case with a recent rise in inflation. Now, nobody knows what the future will bring and what will happen, but... Let's talk a little bit about headline risk. Maybe uh, Elon Musk. What do you think, Aaron? Right. Elon Musk will tweet something about cryptocurrency, and it's moved the values dramatically both up and down. And just last week, Amazon had a job posting for a digital currency and blockchain expert. And just by posting that job listing with the idea that Amazon may be starting to accept Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies for purchasing things on Amazon, Bitcoin and Dogecoin rose 14% in a day. That's crazy to think. Just one job posting, 14%. Aaron, could you share your thoughts with our listeners on belief or acceptance risk? Sure. Well, there are currently 5,341 different cryptocurrencies tracked by a company called Coinbase, which is a cryptocurrency exchange platform. And we believe cryptocurrency is a new asset that's here to stay, but which of those 5,341 coins should you invest in? For example, 40 years ago, you knew that personal computers were going to be really big and you wanted to invest money. Which company would you pick? Well, if you picked Apple and Microsoft, your investments would have paid off tremendously. But if you picked Atari or Commodore or Gateway, you would have lost money. Man, Atari takes me back uh, to have a game of Pac-Man. 
Another example, one of the strongest currencies in the world, is the U.S. dollar. Why? Well, the U.S. economy is the world's largest economy. We have a stable democratic government. Because of this, billions of people believe in the fiction of the dollar. Right. And since anyone can create a digital coin or a cryptocurrency, which one will people believe in? When you think about world governments and fiat currency, there's only about 180 in the world, and only a handful of government currencies are used in international trade. So which cryptocurrency coins, which fictions, are humans going to believe in to give it value both in the short term and in the long run? And what reasons will people have to believe in that fiction? Kyle, let's talk about the investment risk when it comes to cryptocurrency. Yeah, cryptocurrency is not widely accepted as a form of payment at this time. So it's less of currency, more as a speculative investment. So how do we determine the value of any coin? What is the value based on? Nothing really. Like anything, something is only worth what someone is willing to pay for it. The whole supply and demand concept. Valuations of cryptocurrency are just based on belief. But when we look at something like stock, well, stocks have valuations that are based upon the company's products and services, their past earnings, their earnings expectations, and a whole bunch of other factors. So people actually have something to go on when they're assessing how much a stock is worth. You know, the other thing to think about is what if everyone dumps the cryptocurrency you own for a shiny, new, exciting cryptocurrency? Big question with cryptocurrency with all those coins out there is which horse do you bet on at the racetrack? Kyle, I think it's finally time to answer the question that we started this podcast off with, which is should you invest in cryptocurrency? Possibly, if for no other reason than what the young kids are calling FOMO, fear of missing out. So put in what you are willing to lose. Realize, though, that it's unlikely you'll be one of the few you read about who made a fortune in cryptocurrency. Aaron, do you invest in cryptocurrencies? Well, I do. Because of FOMO, fear of missing out, I put 150 bucks into Ethereum and 150 bucks into Litecoin about three and a half years ago. And that's because I was really only willing at the time to lose 300 bucks. I figured if it went to zero, it wasn't a big deal. So I put my $300 in and I watched it drop to $30 just 10 months later. Now, three months ago, it went up to $980 and now it's about $540. How about you, Kyle? Do you have cryptocurrency? I did a similar transaction a couple of years ago. I've seen some of the benefits of speculation with respect to appreciation. I've also seen the pitfalls that often come with it. A fun fact, as of July 19th, from the 2021 highs this year, Bitcoin dropped 54%. So I haven't even looked at it since. So Aaron, with all the craziness that comes along with cryptocurrency, there is a lot more diligent and progressive way to have exposure to the upside potential that cryptocurrency offers. Let's talk about what we're doing at GreenUp. Well, at GreenUp, we recognize that blockchain technology is here to stay. Blockchain is a digital ledger. It's a secure way to prove ownership. And there are many applications that 
that can be used for in the future. And we recognize that digital currency is also here to stay. But again, it's unclear which of the 5,341 coins will have staying power. What we're doing in the GreenUp large cap stock model is we've added the stock of Coinbase. The ticker is C-O-I-N. And as we mentioned earlier, Coinbase is a cryptocurrency exchange platform. We're not betting on a specific digital coin like Bitcoin or Dogecoin. Instead, we're betting on the trading of cryptocurrency. We're betting that people will continue to use cryptocurrency and buy and sell it. So adding Coinbase to our large cap stock model aligns with our core belief in diversification. Aaron, we covered a lot on this podcast. What are our takeaways? Bring us home. Kyle, I think there's three main takeaways from our podcast. Takeaway number one is that humans believe in fictions. Cryptocurrency has no intrinsic value. It's worth what people want to believe it's worth. And it's only valuable for as long as people believe it has value. The second takeaway is that cryptocurrency, as of now, is not useful as a currency. Buying cryptocurrency currently is speculation. It's high risk. You can make money. You can lose money. And the third takeaway is have fun with small bets. But with your life savings, be an investor, not a speculator. Thanks, Aaron. Ultimately, we encourage you to speak with your GreenUp Wealth Advisor about cryptocurrency. From all of us at the GreenUp Wealth Management team, I'm Kyle Barclay. And I'm Aaron Kirsch. Thank you for listening and invest wisely. GreenUp Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed are our own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. 